0: You're listening to another episode of The Zag, live from NLC Convention, in person here with 2016 NLC Nashville fellow Elaine Isinger is here. Hey, we just met, and she's got a cool nonprofit I want to hear about. So let's get to it. All right, have you ever been to NLC Convention until this time?
1: This is actually my first year.
0: So give me the scoop. What were your expectations coming in, and what's it been like so far other than the oppressive heat?
1: Uh, very hot, Um, was really looking forward to just broadening my networks, um, connecting with other like-minded individuals, really with the intention of gaining more education and fundraising kind of ideas and opportunities for growing both our chapter of NLC Nashville and for the um, nonprofit that I'm involved with, Awake in Tennessee. Cool.
0: So we'll hear about the nonprofit in a second, but how old is the Nashville chapter these days?
1: I believe our first chapter was 2013.
0: And then do your fellows kind of follow along particular professional spectrum, is it a good mix? What have you seen, have the trends been since you were a fellow and just since you've been around?
1: Um, we have a great mix of personalities and different walks of life, um, we've had attorneys Nashville creatives artists people in the music industry uh, people like me who just didn't know how to even get started in kind of becoming active civically engaged who were just like okay well we want a seat at the table and we feel like this is a good first step so really from all walks of life
0: and then what do people not get right about Nashville I think people know the music scene but like what do people really need to know about folks who live there been there a long time
1: we do not all walk around in cowboy boots and hats all the time. Um, but it's a very diverse mix of people. We are a tiny progressive spot in Tennessee. Um, and people who are actually native to the area are very few and far between. So people come from all over. So it's a great mix of um, diversity, really.
0: And I feel like I've read more stories about uh, like people getting are trying to figure out how to regulate Airbnbs or the folks that are there and so many changes in the neighborhood. What do you feel like is top of mind for progressives on those types of issues?
1: I believe that we are all on board as far as welcoming and embracing all of the great economic impacts that tourism have on Nashville while also finding a happy medium where we don't have bachelorette parties going on in the same neighborhood where um, a new mom and dad are trying to get their infant to sleep so that's kind of the crossroads that we're out there and we don't want developers coming in and um, buying up homes in residential neighborhoods just to use it as um, a hub for business activities so we love the tourists that come to nashville please come visit us but check out who your airbnb host is before you come nice.
0: good advice all right so on the nonprofit, how long you been in charge or you work there or in charge how do you how do you describe I, what you do
1: um i am currently vice president i started as membership director our president and founder is sarah beth myers she uh works for the state's attorney's office in nashville tennessee she actually founded awake um, in her living room with other like-minded women And I actually found out about Awake um, when I was a fellow with NLC. Sarah Beth came in, spoke about the organization. Um, They're all about making Tennessee a safer place for women and kids. Really put a draw on my heart and got involved.
0: So when people ask you what your day-to-day life is like work-wise, what do you tend to do? What kind of projects are you working on?
1: So my nine to five is, I actually work for the Tennessee General Assembly with the House of Representatives. I assist one of our representatives out of West Nashville, Davidson County area. Um, I also run a business in regards to women's sexual health education. And then after hours, I help out with AWAKE and NLC. Yeah,
0: so then your time with AWAKE, what are the big things that they're trying to get accomplished in the near and the short term?
1: So AWAKE is very much a two-pronged Organization, so to speak. Um, every year, we try to find a policy issue that we take to the legislature, get a bill passed that makes Tennessee a safer place for women and kids, um, and advances their equality. And then we also have an education component where we partner with different organizations. So um, we truly believe that policy and education go hand in hand. It's kind of like the house model where education um, is the foundation, and then you know the roof is policy, and then community engagement and involvement is the house. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And what's been the best way to motivate people to support your cause? Are you guys fundraising through individual stories? Or are you fundraising through putting out reports? What, what kind of ways do you get the word out about what you're trying to do?
1: Okay. So we are an all-volunteer organization. Nice. <laughs> um, we have a 100% win rate with our legislation. The most recent being, um, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory, back in 2012, Tennessee passed a law that is now known as Gateway Law, um, which essentially removed any sexual health education from public schools that could possibly be a gateway to any kind of sexual activity like hand-holding, like the most simplest of things. This effectively barred organizations like Planned Parenthood, the Sexual Assault Center, from coming in and providing comprehensive sexual wellness information um, and any education that would help to arm and protect children against sexual abuse themselves. Um, so we have basically been an abstinence-based sexual education um, public school curriculum for the past, I think, that I guess it'll be six years. So we saw this as an issue, obviously. Yeah. Um, so our most recent piece of legislation mandates that childhood sexual abuse prevention will be taught in all Tennessee um, public schools that will be embedded in the health curriculum. So that's something that um, has raised a lot of awareness around that issue. We got a lot of parents engaged, um, a lot of uh, organizations that are invested in, you know, kids and uh, women's reproductive rights and sexual health. So it And we we couldn't do this without our community partners, Girls Inc., YWCA, Boys and Girls Clubs. And when you unite someone around such an important issue as protecting kids and keeping them safe, I think that it's just really boosts attendance and people wanting to get involved.
0: And for this type of legislation in general, do you find messages where you're encouraging people to try to undo this lands better? Or do you find it's better when you're using language like protection or empowerment? What is really, truly motivating to folks to see this legislation as something that would, in the short term, be really problematic and in the long term be really harmful.
1: So everyone listening should keep in mind that Tennessee is a very, very conservative state, um, especially... I believe a lot of our um, elected officials' ideal, ideals are rooted in religion. So when it comes to touchy topics like sexual health education, um, people just, they they really don't even wanna talk about it, at least people who are, are in the legislature and maybe uneducated in terms of this. So what's been most effective for us is messaging around, like, look, we, we don't wanna necessarily, we didn't do away with the gateway law, that is is—that is still in the books, so we are not at a point where we have full comprehensive sexual health education. Um, we can't at it from a take of, listen, like, these are your kids that are in school. Um, They don't even have the education where they could describe their body parts that have been, um, you know, inappropriately touched. So they can't effectively report. They may not even know that what they've experienced is abuse. And when you kind of frame it like that, I mean, it's almost like a no-brainer where I don't, I I think it passed anonymously. I don't want to speak to that 100%, I'm pretty sure it passed anonymously, at least on the House floor. Um, And I I mean, just uniting people around that, we need to keep our kids educated and protected. I think that's a message that rings true on both sides. Great.
0: When we come back, a few more questions about Tennessee. I'm very curious. Coming from the blue state of California and the crazy liberal bastion of LA. Thanks for listening to Zag. We'll be right back. So some of my memories of Tennessee, Al Gore was from Tennessee, right? So how, how did we go from not that Al Gore is a bashing of, of liberal progressivism, but it was somewhat encouraging you'd have a senator who was of his persuasion. So how did things go from Al Gore to where they are now?
1: I wish I could answer that question. (laughs) Um, I'll be fully transparent and say that it wasn't until um, I was probably a junior or senior in college, which was not that long ago, that I became politically active and aware. I was raised in a very conservative household where um, everything was rooted in religion, and it wasn't until I got to college that I met people that even thought differently than me and challenged that way of thinking. But from that point, I've kind of thrown myself all in with NLC, getting to know different progressive organizations. Um, And it seems like it wasn't an overnight, um, if you will, um, switch from, red because Tennessee used to be a blue state, um, but it was very much like the working Democrat mentality, um, labor unions, all of that good fun stuff. And um, I just think Republicans were really good at organizing and sowing seeds. And over time, we now have a super majority in the state legislature to the point that if every single um, elected democrat in our state legislature were to stand up and walk out our state legislature could conduct business as usual Mm. so it's an interesting
0: are there any hopeful signs of that changing in 2018
1: Absolutely. We have some amazing people. We have Phil Broadison running for um, Senate. We have a really good shot at having a Democratic governor. We have a governor's race going on right now. And um, we have a bunch of progressive women that are actually running for office in different counties in Tennessee right now. So I'm definitely hopeful.
0: So then if someone ends up in Nashville and doesn't want to be political and wants to think about music, where do you tell people to go? Music venue wise, where's the best places to, to hang out?
1: definitely catch a show at the bluebird cafe that's where all coming kind of the up and coming songwriters go sometimes you'll get real lucky and run into people like tim mcgraw um all those good friends let's see where else um definitely check out tootsies especially if you're downtown on a friday or saturday night um and yeah look me up all right
0: good tips thanks for listening to this episode of the zag live from nlc convention in the sweltering hot oppressive humidity of houston texas Stay tuned for more episodes dropping over the course of the next couple of days. We're talking to a couple of folks. Thanks for listening. You can find all past episodes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, all the good places. We'll catch you soon.